podcast, Story Most Queer listeners, Happy New Year or happy whatever month it is that you're listening to this. <laughs> this is Leah. Hope you had a good break. We certainly did. We're excited to come back at you with more awesome and super queer stories. Um, but before we get started on this week, I would just like to take a second to remind you that uh, we're brought to you by Shaker and Spoon. You've heard it here before, but I'm going to tell you again. Shaker and Spoon is a really great monthly subscription service. What they do is every month they send you this really gorgeous customized box centered around a cocktail theme that they have carefully curated. Inside the box, you'll find all of the ingredients, instructions, definitions, and anything else you could possibly need to make really gorgeous signature cocktails. The only thing you'll need, aside from the box, is the alcohol which I'm sure you can provide. You can get $20 off your first box by going to shakerandspoon.com slash mostqueer. Now, if you're not sure you want to sign up this month or another month, let me just give you a hint. You're going to want to sign up right now because if you do sign up before January 31st, you will be able to get next month's amazing Daijobu box. It's themed around Japanese shochu, which is kind of like a gin and the flavors for these cocktails are incredible. I'm a huge fan of Eastern flavors and food and preparation, and I am extremely hyped for this box. I'm also a big fan of shochu. I might, I might have a problem. So again, if you want to check out the Daijobu box or anything else that Shaker and Spoon has to offer, just go to Shaker and Spoon. That's Shaker, A-N-D, Spoon, dot com slash most queer and you'll get twenty dollars off your first box today's story contains discussions of a sexual nature and cursing listener discretion is advised welcome to a story most queer where every week we bring you a new story about queer characters and lifestyles written by queer authors narrated by queer voices pocket-sized queer stories for everyone. A Story Most Queer is brought to you by Mischief Media. Today's story is a sex toy shop for misfits and mutants. Written by Margaret Reynolds. Read by Liz Muller. How'd you come up with the store's name? The director asks Marissa, our store manager. Marissa and the documentary crew have set up in the BDSM corner today. They're shot, backdropped by feather ticklers and paddles. The other employees, Jay and Armin, and I, are pretending to restock lingerie while secretly watching the interview. Well, we brainstormed a couple of ideas. Our first one was, a sex toy shop for misfits and mutants. But then the sign people quoted us about a million dollars for that name. Marissa speaks crisply, smacks hard on her consonants. I'm guessing she's spitting because the cameraman keeps backing away from her, only to bump into the mannequins sporting a strap-on. Why would you call it a sex toy shop for misfits and mutants? The director asks. No one warned him? I whispered to Jay. You'll find out soon enough. Marissa smiles at the director and then winks at us. Fuck, she knows we aren't working. I hurriedly shove more knee-high stockings onto the shelf. Okay, I guess, what was your... The director cuts himself off and throws his arms into the air. Brett, will you stop fucking moving? Our footage is going to be shaky. Brett, the cameraman, sulks back towards Marissa, glaring in turns at the director and the strap-on mannequin. 
The director sighs. As I was saying, what other names did you come up with? Marissa smacks her lips again. I see Brett's nostrils flare, but after getting a nasty side look from the director, he stays put. Well, we cut it to misfits and mutants, but then Jay said people are going to think we are literally selling misfits and mutants. Like, mutant trafficking, I guess. He's very dramatic like that. Marissa's shaking her head. Out of the corner of my eye, I see Armin's eyes go wide. Probably picturing the director cutting Marissa, saying, Mutant trafficking, I guess, and using it for God knows what. I suggested just dildos. Marissa waves her hands across the air like she's presenting a Broadway play before frowning. But everyone said the name would be limiting. I mean, we have a fabulous dildo collection, don't get me wrong. However, we don't want people to think that we only sell dildos. The other ideas were paddles for non-gendered pussies, misfit magic winky face, and demons, dildos, and desire, oh my. Marissa counts the names off on her fingers. So why did you go with sex toys? Marissa shrugs and pulls out her whiny, I'm mimicking corporate voice. Oh well, corporate called and said, franchises don't get to choose their own name or something dumb and uninspired like that. So Callie, what's your favorite part of working at the store? The director asks me. Jay and I are in the break room, sitting across from the director. Jay's arms are crossed. Marissa told Jay he had to give at least one interview for the documentary about the store. Jay told Marissa she was essentializing trans dudes to improve the diversity of the documentary. Marissa told Jay that he was a self-centered twat, not everything was about him, and all employees were required to give at least one interview. Jay told Marissa he didn't appreciate her using feminine-gendered insults like twat. Marissa told Jay she calls everyone a twat and then, to prove it, summoned Armin and called him a twat. Armin told Marissa he didn't mind being called that, even though he was obviously heartbroken. His cheeks got all saggy and his lips got all sad duck. Marissa told us to just go get on with the interview for Christ's sake and then had to leave and apologize to Armin and tell him she really didn't think he was a twat and that she actually considered him a very good employee. So Jay and I were abandoned to the somewhat shell-shocked director. The support group is nice, I guess, I respond to the director. What support group? Oh, I mean, there's a couple, but the shapeshifter one is obviously helpful for me. What? I mean, the support group is like helping me come to terms with my chameleoning. For so many years, I felt like I had the worst power. Like, when will I ever need to look like a paisley chair? Plus, it just feels like the shapeshifter power-giving gods or whoever the fuck hands this shit out gave me the most misogynistic power they had. Like, Jay gets to change all his body hair and I'm stuck with blending in with my environment? Isn't that basically underscoring the narrative that femmes should be invisible? Anyhow, I guess the shapeshifter power-giving gods probs don't really worry about the gender stereotypes, but the shapeshifter support group is, uh, helpful. Yeah. To answer your question. Wait, what? So, welcome to the shapeshifter support group. Jay beams around the circle, gives a thumbs up to the dot crew sitting in the corner, and continues to read off the notes in front of him. After our discussion last week, we agreed to go with pronouns, powers, and pastries as our introduction. We wanted something alliterative, I say. 
We wanted something tasty, Ella winks at us from across the chair circle that we set up close to the register. Well, I'm Jay. My pronouns are he, him. I can shift my hair. All my body hair, Jay winks at me. I roll my eyes, done with today's fucking winking trend. And I like... bagels? Bagels aren't a pastry, the new guy next to Jay mutters and folds his arms. What's the definition of a pastry? Jay makes a face at the new guy. Maybe it has to be sweet, I say. A few people in the circle nod. Ella cups their chin thoughtfully. Aaron closes your eyes. I check my watch. Aaron has never made it longer than three minutes into support group before Z disappears. Literally. We've made it seven minutes, so that's exciting. I give Aaron a thumbs up, and the next second, your chair is empty. Damn it, I mutter under my breath. What? Jay looks at me, and when I don't respond, he continues. Okay, fine. A strawberry bagel. I pick a strawberry bagel as my pastry. Well, the new guy taps their cheek as they think. Does anybody make strawberry bagels? Ella calls across the circle. So I think we should just move on to the next person. Jay, we'll come back to you regarding the pastry part of your intro. I sigh, staring at Aaron's empty chair. I point at the new guy. I think you're next. Fine. I'm Emmanuel. My pronouns are they, them. My pastry is toast, the new guy says. Jay throws his hands into the air. His midnight skin flushes red. You get toast and I can't have a bagel? Toast with jam, Emmanuel shrugs. It's sweet. Emmanuel glares around the circle. Ella nods supportively. Jay rolls his eyes. The air above Aaron's chair seems to shift in a neutral way. The director appears one afternoon to show us some edited clips his documentary team has been working on. I think these clips will give you a sense of the documentary's main mission. To humanize and normalize different sexualities and, uh, abilities, Director Man says. To humanize and normalize dildos, Jay smirks and lazily drapes an arm across the back of my chair. Could you be serious for one second? Armin squints his eyes at Jay. Jay squints back at Armin. Could you be not ugly for one second? Marissa squints at everyone. I think we're losing our focus here. Anyway, <coughs> the director clears his throat. I am first going to show you a clip of Callie describing an experience with your district manager, Alec. I swallow loudly and end up coughing on my own spit. Jay pats my back. His fingers linger on the nape of my neck, and I wish I could just enjoy the feeling of his well-moisturized fingers on my skin, but no. All I can think about is Alec and his pelvis walk. The director clicks play on the laptop he's put on the table in front of us. It's me, sitting in the break room corner, a fern close behind me. At one point, I lean back too far, right into the fern, a leaf poking at the corners of my mouth. In the clip, I shove the fern away before saying, So, one night, I had to close the store with Alec, the district manager. I was playing my own music, but during cleanup, Alec disappeared into the back. After a minute, a new song comes on, and the lyrics are, Tape. Me. Tape. Me, my friend. Tape. Me. Tape. Me again. It was awful. 
I was so freaking scared and I can't even report it because the person I would report it to is Alec. I didn't realize you had such a deep voice. Marissa raises her eyebrows at me. The director shuffles his feet and pauses the video. Looking at the spot above my head, he says, So we had to censor a few words, dub over them, to make it appropriate for our audience. Armin laughs, doubling over his neatly crossed legs, clasping his hands on his knees. So we can say vibrator and sex toy, but not rape? The director nods vigorously. Yes, I'm glad you understand, but see, if you need to say rape, you could instead just say tape. Armin tells Marissa he's camera shy, though I guess not for his Instagram photos, so Marissa gives him permission to not do his interview. She said I just needed to provide some sort of representation of my experience working at the store. Armin explains to me smirking, so I was wondering, do you know how to use a tape recorder? I raise my eyebrows before he hands me a series of drawings titled, An Illustrated Guide to Professional Clothing That Fits Over Wings, Armin's Story. Could you, like, narrate this or something, then give it to the doc people, he asks, converting his smirk to a smile I assume he considers sweet. The next day, I hand him the following recording. Armin on Monday. Tight-fitting faux t-shirt with an open back. Armin after Instagramming his outfit and reading the comments on his post for over an hour. Do I have back fat? Armin on Tuesday. Detective cloak with two slits in the back. Fedora. Armin after Jay looked at him. What? It's Burberry. Armin on Wednesday, double suspenders over a backless button-down. Armin to me. So the cloak was a knockoff, but don't say anything to Jay. Armin on Thursday, very pink infinity scarf, no shirt. Armin to Marissa's raised eyebrows. Is this against dress code? The recording stops and Armin sighs for at least ten seconds, rolling his eyes slowly. Fine, I'll just ask Jay to do it. Callie, we got a new shipment in, and I need you to do inventory. Marissa reads off the clipboard quickly, chomps on her gum loudly, blows a bubble and lets it pop over her lips. She scrapes the gum off with her teeth. I'm half asleep against a locker in the back of the workroom, only to stir because I hear my name. Marissa continues, Armin, you're on register. Jay's restocking. Got it? Jay's leaning back in his chair and raises his arm lazily. Barely makes a right angle. Marissa chomps her gum louder and sneers at Jay's hand. Probably wishes she could give him a detention for slouching. Given that the documentary people are sitting in on this team meeting, she's told us to behave like good school children. And I think we are all embracing that direction in our own way. What? She narrows her eyes at Jay. We have to get the store open. People have been asking questions about the Jesus dildo. Jay drapes himself smugly against the back of his chair. What fucking Jesus dildo? Marissa smacks her lips at each of us in turn. Armin's eyes go wide. He stares determinately at a spider web in the corner. I clear my throat, fully awake now, and shoot Jay a nasty look. They came in last week. I think Alec ordered them. That little 
Marissa bites her tongue and straightens her suit coat. What questions, Jay? Like, why do we have a Jesus dildo? That old lady from the nursing home who's always coming in on her days out, she's super upset about it. Jay's tapping his feet and bites his lip to keep from laughing. It makes his dimples turn down in a stupid, cute way. Even Armin, fucking lick Marissa's asshole Armin, is covering his mouth as if he's yawning. So what do we say to them? Jay continues when Marissa doesn't answer. She slides her glasses onto her head and rubs her hand down her face. Just say... Well, I guess just say... Marissa sighs deeply. Say some customers feel it brings them closer to Jesus. Armin gawks. Closer to Jesus? Like, in a spiritual way? I mean, I think it's pretty literal, since it's a dildo, <laughs> Jay snickers. Just go open the store. Marissa points at the door and taps her foot until we file out. Ten minutes later, the bell rings and a regular walks in. He's middle management at some corporate office across the street, and he has an impressive collection of pink polos and prostate stimulators. He does his regular loop, then heads to the register. Why'd you start carrying a Jesus dildo? He asks Armin. I look up to see Armin stare at Marissa's office, waiting for a save. When nothing comes, he shakes his head and says, Well, some customers say it, uh... Brings them closer to Jesus. I can only see the back of middle management's balding head, but I can see that he doesn't respond. The register is having a slow day, taking a full minute to process credit cards. As the silence stretches out, Armin begins to sweat, swipes his forehead, scratches his ear. Eventually, he clears his throat. You know, closer to Jesus. Since you put Jesus inside yourself. Because it's a dildo. So, uh, yeah. Closer. To Jesus. I mean, it's kind of literal, I guess. Armin begins to ramble. Got it. Thanks. Pink Polo says quickly, grabbing his bejeweled butt plug and making a beeline for the door. Jay Hoots looks over to where the dock crew is situated and says directly into the camera lens, We're a regular fucking church! Hallelujah! Thank you for listening to A Story Most Queer. This week's story was a sex toy shop for misfits and mutants. Written by Margaret Reynolds and read by Liz Muller. This episode was edited by Leah Cornish. Our outro music is Round Daytime by Paratune. If you like the show, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe on your podcast app of choice. You can follow us on social. We are A Story Most Queer on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you would like to submit a story, head over to astorymostqueer.mischiefmedia.com to read over our FAQs and fill out the form. You can also check out MischiefMedia.com for the other shows on our network. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week for another Story Most Queer.